0: back to another episode of Disc Read Error, the podcast where every week we dive into the fascinating and extensive library of the greatest selling video game console of all time, the PlayStation 2. I'm Derek Kicker. I'm Ian Golding. And we continue Sequel Month with our first ever two-part episode
1: sequel month.
0: on... What is maybe one of the most famous video games of all time. Of modern video games. Burger Time. One of the Burger Time. <laughs> Burger Time. <laughs> one of the most influential games in modern gaming, to be sure. And a game that they just cannot stop re-releasing, remaking. It just this is the game that won't go away. And I honestly wouldn't want it to. Of course, I'm talking about Resident
1: Evil. Evil 4. By I'm sure you boys didn't just tag along so we could sing Kumbaya together at some Boy Scout bonfire. Then again, maybe you did.
0: Resident Evil 4. I'll stop. You heard of it. You love it. Everyone loves it. This game is on every console. You could play. It. This is basically Doom. Yeah, you can play it on anything. They play it on a
1: fucking calculator. Yeah,
0: they've re-released this game for basically everything you could possibly imagine. Now, a little history uh, of you know our experience with this game. I, as I'm sure I've mentioned it a million times on this podcast. I'm a Resident Evil diehard. I have an umbrella Mm -hmm. tattooed on my back. Sure. I was hyped for this game before it came out. I was losing my mind when it got announced, and I was, you know, basically in a Resident Evil coma when it did finally drop, which it did on the GameCube on January 11th, 2005. I mean I've played it on pretty much everything since. I've pre- I right. think I, I'm pretty sure I've played every version. I think the only version I haven't played of this is I haven't played the VR. Mm. That's on like the Oculus. I
1: don't ha- I don't have an God. Oculus, so I, I have that. I haven't played. I it. Can't can't imagine playing this. Actually I can imagine playing this game on that. I think it'd actually be kinda of interesting. Yeah. Well it's it's great on
0: the Wii the Wii version is awesome. Mm-hmm. The Switch okay. version is fun and it's on the go. The GameCube version, obviously, this was a juggernaut for the GameCube. This was Of course. Yeah, I mean, this was just a like to show off everything the
1: GameCube could do. I was but, surprised there was a level with a handle. <laughs> you walk around with a handle.
0: Yeah. You you had to take your GameCube to your friend's house. Uh but Ian had never played this game.
1: I only knew that Leon was the main character. I'm not kidding that's all I knew about Resident Evil. 4.
0: Leon.
1: Yeah. And I didn't love Leon in his previous iterations, so I wasn't hyped to be like, oh, I can't wait to play as Leon some more.
0: You didn't like him as a naive police officer, his first day on the job in a a zombie-infested raccoon city? I liked uh,
1: Chris and, what's her name? Claire. I liked them. I didn't have a connection with Leon from Resident Evil 2 at all. It Mm. just, he was just a guy walking around. I just never... I don't know. I think what I was so hyped about Resident Evil One. I love two, of course. It's a great game, but character wise, I don't think Leon blew my skirt up.
0: Yeah, I get that. He's he's. I mean, we'll get into it when we talk about the story. But he in Resident Evil Two, he's like a very naive.
1: Yeah, you know, so it's just literal first day on the job. Yeah,
0: immediately said, yeah. falls in love with the honey pot. You know, and yeah, who, who betrays him at the first opportunity. Oh.
1: I've been waiting for you, Leon what are you doing you know what this is about so just hand over the g virus i don't believe this
0: i mean i liked leon but then so much time passed between because resident evil 2 came out on the playstation 1 in 1998 and so there's you know that's what eight years seven years seven years seven years in between these two games i'd kind of like already moved on i was You know, hoping for a new Chris game, because we'd already had Nemesis, so we played as Jill, and then Code Veronica, which I love. You know, you play as Claire and Chris, which is dope. Mm -hmm. So I was, you know, basically the game I was expecting was what ended up
1: being Resident Evil 5. Right, which is the one I actually did play. The one in Africa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the one that I feel like they got a, lay- a way that not many people called them out on some stuff in this one so they kind of kept going with certain
0: <laughs> yeah there was this was a this was, uh, this was re- resetting the course of Resident Evil uh I yeah. think ultimately in a good way but uh you know in Code Veronica you have Chris squaring off and finding out that Wesker is not actually dead from the first game so in my mind I'm thinking oh the next game next game is going to be Wesker and Chris that's going to be that's going to be it and it turns out no no for better or for worse I think for better uh you know this is the game we got so let's talk About the development, because there is so much to talk about. This is classic Capcom, you know Shinji Mikami stuff happening right here. Sure, where's everyone going? Bingo. This game actually started development in 1999, so a year after Resident Evil 2, Mm. they they were working on a Resident Evil sequel for the PlayStation 2 which is funny cuz this would end up being released on the GameCube first first yeah and they had they did so much work on this game there's so much information you can get on this from different perspectives but right. i think with how just much of a monster hit Resident Evil 2 ended up being like, I don't think they expected Resident Evil 1 to be the mega hit it was, but I think they were even more blown away by how well-received Resident Evil 2 was.
1: Resident Evil 1 came out of nowhere. I know I bought it on a whim, but I have no idea what drew drew me to it. I hadn't seen a commercial. I just was in Babbage's or some fucking software store, and I was like looking at PlayStation games like, oh, this looks fun. And I have a weird feeling that happened to a lot of people, because like you said, it was not, it's not that it wasn't supposed to be a hit, but I don't think anyone expected it to be a hit.
0: Yeah, I don't, and you can tell too, because it was, I believe it was Shinji Mikami's first game he ever directed. He had been a designer, he was actually a designer on Goof Troop. For the Super Nintendo, which is funny, Amazing. but I don't think people expected it to be the monster it was. And then Resident Evil 2 came out and I'm sure they were expecting it to be a hit. But even then, it just blew past yeah, uh, everyone's expectations. That was the first game I ever saw a midnight release for was Resident Evil 2. And yeah. it, the line from the EB Games was EB games. down the block. Immediately afterwards, it was Resident Evil Fever. Uh, they went into development with Resident Evil 3, which wasn't supposed to be a mainline title. It was supposed to be a spinoff, which is why it's largely feels like an expansion of Resident yes. Evil 2. But uh, that game, of course, was directed by Hideki Kamiya, Resident Evil 2. Mm. Uh, and he was the original director of Resident Evil 4. Hmm which is kind of a cool full circle kind of thing. So, yeah, so development on this pretty much started right after Resident Evil 2, but it's hard to say exactly what was kept from that early stage because we know of at least four different versions of this game, three of which were completely scrapped.
1: Interesting. Like completely, like nothing was, was, was brought in.
0: Yeah. So uh, Hideki Kamiya had started work on what would be his version of Resident Evil 4, and it was more supernatural, uh, mm-hmm. and basically Shinji Mikami felt it didn't mesh with what Resident Evil was. So that game spun off and became Devil May Cry.
1: Fuck. Flock off, Featherface, or you can stick around and find out the hard way.
0: So Devil May Amazing. Cry is ba- basically an abandoned version of Resident Evil 4. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. Which also uh Oni Musha, right? Oni Musha mm-hmm. heavily influenced by Resident Evil and kind of I mean if you know if you're play Oni Musha it feels very similar to Devil May Cry. So right. there's there's it, it, Capcom is very incestual when it comes to this kind of stuff. Right. They borrow from
1: themselves quite a bit.
0: Yeah. But of the versions that didn't actually become anything else, there is uh, what's known as the Fog version, which was developed when Resident Evil 4 restarted development in t- okay. at the end of 2001. And this this version was announced in November of 2002. And this is when they announced that it was, Resident Evil 4 was going to be part of the Capcom 5. Which were the five games that Capcom had promised to be GameCube exclusives. Uh, what were the other four? Uh, all, all except for one, I think, would... One of them would not end up even being made. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then all except for one would end up being on another console. Um, Holy shit. Those games were uh, PN03. Okay. Which is a GameCube... It's a pretty fun GameCube game. I think it's pretty Mm -hmm. fun, Uh, which Shinji Mikami also directed. Wow. Beautiful Joe. Okay. I know that game. Yeah. Which uh, directed by Hideki Kamiya. Resident (laughs) Evil's roots run through the gaming industry more than I think most people would know.
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: Uh, Dead Phoenix, which was never
1: completed, never released. Never. Obviously, never heard of it.
0: Resident Evil 4 Uh and Killer 7.
1: Oh, Killer Seven! That's a good game. Yeah. Wow. So those were all going to be
0: GameCube exclusives, and famously Shinji Mikami <laughs> said that if uh, Resident Evil Four ever came out on a console other than the GameCube, he would different, different There's differing translations. He would chop his own
1: head off, or he would eat his own hat. Those are vastly different things. Though. Yeah, I'm curious you know, about I've, these I've, uh, Yeah,
0: I've seen seen both of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd say he probably said he'd chop his own head off. That's what my gut tells me. Yeah, he, that's a little. More, he's he is hat. Yeah,
0: but. he's like also like a weirdly serious guy, right? Uh, which I yeah. love because I pretty much love all of his games. I like Piano Three a lot. Um, I like Vanquish. Vanquish is a super fun game. Uh, I like Evil Within. I think Evil mm. Within is pretty good. But yes, so the fog version, this was the first one shown and was about 40% of the way through and it largely took place in a European castle. So here we start Mm -hmm. seeing the threads that would come through and there were still like zombies. Okay. And there was also influence from Resident Evil Zero as in like the main bio organic weapon of this one was the progenitor virus, which was the primary virus in Resident Evil Zero and Mm. he uh, would get like a hidden power with his hand this is something that Shinji Mikami would not let go because he did end up making God hand Jesus. so you can see that like every version of this game kind of spun out and like
1: made something good on its own even if it didn't make it it's crazy too because like you know, you're a creative person, I'm a creative person. I will start a thing and when I change something, I don't file it away and like say, I'm going to make a whole new thing based on this one thing that no one liked in this script I wrote or whatever. But he's just like these little things he's like, "I want superpower hands." People are, like, "It's a little hokey." He's like, "All right, I'll just make a whole fucking game about that." Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's yeah. I think it's like uh I mean, and maybe this is this maybe this is his real talent. Is right. that he sees something that's good, but might not work here. But right. instead of like writing it off completely and removing it, he's like, well, let me keep that in the, you know, in my mental filing cabinet and maybe something will come along later that I can, you know, that this will be good for. He's a hoarder of ideas.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just going to say a hoarder. That's funny. <laughs>
0: yeah. Which, uh, you know, is cool. I like God Hand. God Hand's a fun game. Sure. Um uh, and then the next one would be the most famous prototype of this game, which is the Hookman version. And this is oh, the dear. version of the game that most people this is their first, you know, look at the game. I remember seeing this on X-Play, maybe Attack of the Show. Oh, one okay. of one of those G4 shows had showed the E3 2003 footage of Resident Evil 4 that has Leon in his Leather coat like he would have in the final game Uh Going through a castle and then he gets a disease and he's fighting basically like ghosts and Animated suits of armor, which again is this is something this this version may have been scrapped But there are things that made it all the way through like the animated suits of armor living right. dolls This is something that would come back in Resident Evil wow. 8 village. Wow and a ghost-like man with a large hook. And I remember seeing this and being like holy shit this is going to be the scariest Resident <laughs> Evil of all time. And of course, Resident Evil 4 would end up being probably the least second least scary Resident Evil game uh, up until this point. Um yeah. but at this point it was insane. But this also was the first time it showed off the thing that would revolutionize video games from this point on, which was the over-the-shoulder camera angle. Yep. I remember a lot of people thinking that it was going to be a bust, that this camera really? angle couldn't really work. And people really? were already like kind of weirded out at the fact that like there was no longer going to be pre-rendered backgrounds, and it was going to be so different. But I think right. by the time Code Veronica had come out... Not even Code Veronica. By the time Resident Evil Zero had come out, which was, I believe, I believe that's the final pre-rendered background Resident Evil. um, Mm -hmm. That style of game was feeling a little long in the tooth. Absolutely. So I think uh, there was never, I think, you know, I don't think it was ever going to be that kind of game. But I remember seeing this and being like, oh my God, this is going to be so much fun. But it also showed that this game was leaning more towards like an action oriented thing right um which you know there's resident evil fans there's no pleasing them except for the resident evil 4 remake
1: Yeah, yeah that, everyone that seems to seemed, yeah it. that
0: seemed to hit all all the boxes. Um yeah. and then there was another version that was basically just a story concept which was the hallucination version which was an attempt at making it there, like ma- like upping the horror part of it. Gleans more into the progenitor virus stuff, and oh. it's basically like you can't tell what's real, what's going on, oh, you know, stuff yeah, like that. So, think like Eternal Darkness because I think Eternal Darkness yeah. had come out at this time, so there's probably like some influence there, yeah. And then this would end up being the Hookman version, but yeah, after that, I mean, the, you know, that after that is when uh Shinji Mikami took over as director. Which I believe mm-hmm. he did with the remake too. I think someone else was supposed to direct the remake and then he saw like a prototype and was like, wow, fuck it, I'll do it myself.
1: No. Yeah, we, ain't doing the, we, we ain't doing it that way.
0: Yeah. And yeah. when he took over, I was actually very surprised to see this. But he wrote, uh, he wrote the entire story in just three weeks. Wow. And this is the thing that I never knew. I never knew before. He was inspired by Onimusha Three: Demon Siege, which uh, have you're have play? You haven't played any of the Onimushas, huh? I have not. That's the one no. with Jean Reno. <laughs> oh boy! Okay, I like it. It's a fun game. I li- I like all the Onimusha, even the bad Game Boy. Onimusha tactics. Yeah. And it says uh, Mikami had enjoyed playing Onimusha 3, but felt it could have had a better, uh, could have been better with a different view, which is what, uh,
1: where he decided to place the camera behind the character. I did not know that this was the first game that used that. And it is such a fucking home run that I, my level of appreciation for this game went up because. It, yeah, it, it combines, it's everything you want, honestly, yeah. like, and it is
0: entirely possible that it's not the very first game to have ever dabbled in this, No, but it is the first mainstream game that made it like, that knocked it out of the park. It works yes. so well.
1: So well, yeah.
0: Um, and I think that's a hallmark of this game is how easy it is to pick up and play. Uh. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, compared to, like, something with tank controls. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah. So, then, then once the game was in full production, the English voice actors recorded all their parts in four sessions over a few months. And then on... And then before it was even released... So this is how fast the Capcom 5 fell apart. Uh, (laughs) Before before Resident Evil 4 was even released, on Halloween of 2004, it was announced that Resident Evil 4 would also come to the PlayStation 2.
1: (laughs) Wow. How many kids bought fucking uh, GameCubes just to get ready for it and then... Oh, my God.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. that, that is interesting because there is differences between the GameCube and the PlayStation 2 version. But it was, an, wow. it was funny. It was announced alongside Resident Evil Dead Aim, which is a Resident Evil game that uh, only fans even know exists. Mm-hmm. And Resident Evil Outbreak, which, uh, I mean, I'm I'm begging for a remake. Give us sure. a remake of the first online Resident Evil. But I would say that the changes from GameCube to the PlayStation 2 ultimately worth it. Okay. And I think all the changes they made were for the better. Sure. Now, having been such a long time since we had seen Leon, I know I was, and I think a lot of people were, very excited to find out what this game would be about. Yeah. And I don't think anyone could have like accurately predicted the insane story that this game has. So let's get into that. Used to be a cop
1: myself. Only
0: for a day though. I thought I was bad. Resident Evil 4's story is fucking bonkers. and I don't think Resident Evil's ever been a franchise that's like
1: known for its realism. <laughs> No, of course not.
0: But this just uh, this just goes completely off the rails in little bet. in a in a great way, I think, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. And there's also a game that doesn't take itself too seriously, which I love
1: no, it's, it's it, knows. Yeah. it
0: knows it knows I mean, yeah, how could it not? But this yeah. game starts out with a bold move, which is a prologue. And this prologue gives us what is probably the biggest like seismic shift in the story of Resident Evil to like ever. We had been dealing with Wesker, and we've been dealing with Umbrella, T virus, T virus, T Veronica virus, Nemesis, Nemesis, the uh, progenitor virus. But basically, Umbrella treachery.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, of course.
0: And this game starts out with uh, Leon letting us know that Umbrella has uh, been found guilty and punished for their crimes and is no longer around. Nope, they're gone.
1: See ya. And we don't. see- The s- big bad guy. We don't. We didn't get to do any, any of, of this. Mm mm. We don't. We did you Hear it. Yeah, we didn't do it. We had nothing. Well, we don't know, but we as players had nothing to do with this.
0: Yeah, but uh, to add some context to this, I will be connecting some of the lore pieces with info uh, learned from Dark Side Chronicles, Resident Evil Dark Side Chronicles for the Wii, perhaps a little bit from the Resident Evil 4 remake, hmm. and stuff that we would learn from Resident Evil 5 and 6. Okay, Just a little bit. Not too many spoilers, but there is a greater context that's kind of hard to... Explain and they clearly went into this game knowing there was going to be a bunch of Resident Evil games, <laughs> yeah. Of course, so yeah, uh, Umbrella has uh, fallen. Leon, after the events of the Raccoon City incident, as it would come to be known, uh, mm-hmm. was enlisted against his will as a special operation, you know, a tier one operator. Sure, yeah, a black rifle sure. coffee company guy. <laughs>
1: They saw something in the guy who'd been a cop for a day. And they said, you know what? You should be the, you are clearly the best of the best.
0: Yeah. And then after his stint in special ops, he would, of course, uh, join the secret service. But I do think it's very funny that they enlisted him in the secret service after, like, the first time he, like, met a woman, like, immediately Mm. falls in love with her. And turns out she was, like, working against, like, the United States.
1: (laughs) Of course. Too trusting. Yeah. It's a little trusting.
0: It's, uh... (laughs) He just immediately fell in love with the first person to, like, uh, I guess... Not be nice to him. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Talk yeah. to him because I mean, really not Claire. Not he didn't fall in love with Claire. I think I i no. think uh, Leon doesn't like redheads. I think that's uh, okay. I think that's his thing. Is he's not he's not a fan of the redheads.
1: Oh, he doesn't like the gingers.
0: <laughs> so then, uh once he joined the Secret Service, he was tasked with protecting the president's daughter, Ashley. President Graham's daughter, Ashley. Ashley Graham a task which he immediately bungles oh yeah because she gets kidnapped
1: <laughs> yes
0: and the game starts in earnest with you being driven to a small spanish village which intelligence mm. has uh, informed you was the last place she was sighted and the local police local pd
1: are- policia.
0: Are driving you out there and giving you some sass.
1: And offering you cigarettes. And offering
0: you cigarettes, giving you sass. And then of course, one of them disappears and you of go course. into this shack. It's actually not a shack, it's actually I mean
1: I little house, little yeah, cabin. I mean little, honestly little. I would live there. That's a nice little fucking place. I mean, I mean it's two stories. There are no rooms. Yeah, but that's not but- that. I mean, it's it's open floor plan exactly yeah. it's more modern than you that a lot of people realize yeah. at the time yeah yeah these
0: aren't just uh, animals right they have no they have aesthetic choices but you go in and you run into a man who is uh seemingly making some stew yeah of some sort something and basically you're like oh, hey, but no you walk in you you bust into his fucking house yes and then you're like, hey, have you seen this girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And under his breath, he's muttering like, you know, fuck this dude. Give break, yeah. break into my goddamn oh, God,
1: house. Piece of shit. This is my castle. Castle doctrine time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and kind of gives you a little guff. And your response, of course, is to be like, whoa, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. Uh, and then he does. He exercises. His his rights, his, his rights, and swings a hatchet at you. Which he just he happened to have in his hand. Yes,
1: that's how you prepare, Stu. Yeah, know secret agent not, Leon that...
0: didn't clock the hatchet. Nope, he didn't give the nope. he didn't give the perp an ocular pat down
1: at all to assess the threat. He took he takes he took it at this point, and I think he takes for the rest of the game. Almost everything he comes across at complete face value. Yeah. So, if you, which is shocking.
0: So, if you thought baby face, naive Leon was gone just because he's got a sweet jacket and a new haircut. A
1: sweet jacket, yeah. You're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. He's still there. He's, he's still, still the Leon there. you know and love. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, and after you roll, that's, what, that's the main thing he learned in combat ops was he's very agile. He flips, rolls. Oh yeah. Yeah, it does all kinds of crazy shit. And then you
1: take He's got some moves. Yeah,
0: and then you uh kinetically engage the enemy and sure. he terminates the threat. Yes. And at this he time engages the enemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at this time,
1: he everything goes to shit. The entire fucking it. the ripple in this pond is the rest of the game.
0: He looks much. out the window. He sees the car that he came in rolling away, or is on. Is, I can't remember if it's rolling where it's on fire. There's an on, there's on a fire, truck on fire somewhere in this game, <laughs> but it's a yeah. rolling away. The cops have the, the one, the one, there's one cop in the car, and he just dies with the car. And then he sees, uh, oh no, uh, more uh, enemies. So, you know, you you tactically engage them and then you make your, you get a call from a reoccurring character in this game, Hunnigan, who so clearly wants to bang Leon. So fucking clearly. So obviously has the hots for Mr. Kennedy. She's
1: down for that.
0: Yeah. But she's safe somewhere else. Just providing him with, uh, you know, communications support.
1: Yeah, little it's a little, a little, a little Metal, Metal Gear Solid here. Too, yeah, the uh, yeah that's yeah. It's like
0: boop boop, you know. Like, snake,
1: yeah. you piece of shit. <laughs> you piece of shit.
0: <laughs> uh, and she tells you to go to the village, and this is where the game really starts. So yeah. you go to the village. They're burning the police officer. You engage it, and this game can really be broken down into thirds. Mm-hmm. The first third of the game is basically the village section. This is yes. Act One, and it involves you going through the village. the all the 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 main goal of the first third of the game is to just find Ashley. In the course of trying to find Ashley, you come against all manner of sickos and ghouls and monsters more than i think any other any resident evil game to date okay because you have your ganados right your main villagers uh who have what would be what is like like a Mexican accent, which is not accurate to S- Spain, which they no. would end up getting a lot of shit for, which is funny, which they should. Yes. Then there's uh, the Dr. Salvatore, which is the chainsaw man
1: uh, mm-hmm. who's very <laughs> difficult
0: to take down. And the first thing, if you're a Resident Evil veteran that you notice is that there is so many more enemies
1: yes it is not
0: so many it's more enemies than you'd ever like this isn't like you in a you're in a hallway and there's three zombies so you're like oh my god this is yeah the village really is a trial by fire because they just it, it's timed you have to kill 15 enemies before it will go up before it'll be done you're sure i'm pretty sure you have to kill 15 okay. in the remake it's okay. timed okay in the remake it's four and a half minutes but i think you have to kill 15 enemies yeah well okay but the blood blood runs freely in this game
1: oh yeah (laughs) yeah oh yeah uh
0: there's also uh dogs really fucked up dogs with tentacles that come out of their backs they're all fucked up somehow just nightmare dogs because in the in the original games, there was dogs. Like right? dogs are like a hallmark of Resident Evil. Like bio um, yeah. dogs are, you know, as they are like apple pie for Resident Evil.
1: You know, right? There is salt in this in this recipe. Yeah, it's gonna be in there. Yeah, yeah.
0: And these, but these, I mean, mo- the dogs are kind of a joke in the other games, right? Like they famously yeah. have trouble hitting you while moving. Yep. Um, you know, they they
1: look really cool lunging, yeah. but they don't really hit you most of the time yeah. yeah and they're pretty
0: they're relatively easy to juke they telegraph their moves pretty well these ones are fucked up <laughs> these are fucked yes. up dogs that are not yes. good and then there's the there's uh giga the oh the lagos oh. The first boss, first true boss of the game. And I, I have a huge amount of respect for Capcom making the first boss in this game be one that you don't use a gun for.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, you have to harpoon this fucking salamander to death. When I fucking first came across that thing, like, first of all, I was already just so happy to be in a boat because you're in a boat, you're in a nice That's little cool. rowboat i didn't even notice the harpoons in there yeah i was just having fun i was boating around i was like this is fun i like this mechanic i'm just gonna boat around and then everything kind of changed yeah everything kind of goes to shit yeah 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 yeah
0: fun fact in the original and they made it uh they it's something that transferred to the remake if you shoot the water before you get in the boat uh Mm -hmm. the Delago will come and eat you immediately it's instant death Oh, and
1: you can't fight him. He just... No, like he just comes and eats you. He eats you off the... He eats you off the dock. That's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. Which is... Yeah. Try that.
0: And then there's, of course, El Gigante, which is... Uh, the first time you fight El Gigante, it's so fucking wild.
1: Yes. That you're like, so I don't even wild.
0: know. And think, th- th- this is before Demon Souls. This is before Dark Souls. Before the, era, the, before the time of, like, every boss is, like, 50 times fucking bigger than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it was it was incredible i have incredible. you know i remember the first time that fight is like the way that that level design is and this world that you inhabit this village seems fucking massive it does even though if you look at it from like a bird's eye view of like the level it's not that big it's not much it'll be much bigger in the remake it it feels incredibly huge
1: yeah they did a really good job of like making it feel, I don't, I don't know if it was just the way I was playing, but I would like come into areas I, that I had just came from and they, it felt like I, I had gone a lot farther before I like did the circle. But then I'd, like, look, and I'm like, oh, no, this isn't... That. It's just, there's something about the game, the, the level design, that makes you think it's a lot bigger.
0: Yeah, the design makes you think, like, fools you into thinking that this game is way bigger than it is. And it's, but it's right. definitely not a small game, which is why on the no. GameCube it is, it is two discs. But uh, it feels fucking massive. Right. There is, of course, the, uh, the final final boss... Of the village area, which is Betores Mendez, who Mm -hmm. it seems like he he was almost like the mascot villain of this game. Yeah, when it came out, which is so funny because he's honestly not in it that much. No, no, no. You have like two encounters with him before you actually fight him. One of which you get your ass saved by returning cast Ada Wong. Yeah, and then you kind of kill him, and then he never. That's it. That's kind of
1: it. I was I was expecting him to be a bigger part of the yeah. full game. I was I was shocked when he turned into when it was the boss of the first era. I was like, oh okay, yeah, yeah okay. I guess I guess that's him. I, I thought maybe I didn't finish the job or something, but no, no face value. Yeah, and yeah, this is th- this is something
0: that they that seems to almost be a reoccurring theme with. The Resident Evil games because they would do the same thing with Village. They made Lady mm-hmm. Demetresk, you know, got big goth mommy, uh, like <laughs> out to be like the main villain of the game, and she's literally the first boss.
1: <laughs> oh, crazy! Yeah. yeah, which I mean, oh, the first main
0: boss, there's several mini bosses before her.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like this way, this game. Yeah, with the,
0: I do think with the, the Mendez fight is one of the best looking fights in the game. Mm-hmm. I do think it's a really cool fight. And I think his dialogue is really cool.
1: Yeah, he's, he is a well-done character. They did a really good job yeah. with him.
0: And then after you know that, you go into what I would call... And we'll get into this when we talk about the gameplay. We'll get into the first major skill check of this yeah. game.
1: Now, before we fully leave the village, I want to talk about yes. some stuff. So, I'm going to say some elements that happen in the first third of this game. I'm going to I'm, I'm see if you are familiar with these elements. Kidnap President's daughter. Sent in to get her. Get a shot in your, uh, in your body that uh, is going to affect the rest of the uh, story. Nothing? I mean, I, Resident Evil
0: 4 is so like, in my brain that I'm, like, I, I hear that and I think Resident Evil 4
1: but escape from la Uh, (laughs) escape from fucking la is the same storyline the shot you get is the bomb in his head that uh they're gonna blow up if he uh fucking doesn't save her in time or (laughs) goes rogue but it's the same fucking story and i was i couldn't let go of it i was just like did they, did they know? I doubt they did because it's escape from LA, but still I, I've seen, I, I saw escape from LA probably 30 times. because I worked at a movie theater when it came out and I just would be in the theater. Cause it was the thing playing and I was the usher. So I just had to stand there and it was like, yeah, there's a, a lot of interesting similarities between the two. And <laughs> It's, I'm glad you brought that up because before we leave the village too, we also have to
0: talk about what is the, the, uh, bio organic weapon of this game it is a it is called las plagas
1: the plague (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) brilliant right yes and to give a quick synopsis of what it is exactly and this is something that would be explained much better in the remake and also part of dark side chronicles basically underneath the castle which is the second major part of the game, uh, yeah. there is, like, amber. Like, think Jurassic <laughs> Park mosquitoes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And in that amber lives the plogus. And the plogus has two types. The dominant strain and the submissive strain. Right. right. Now, there's very few of the dominant strain ones and only a couple characters in the game have this dominant strain one including the main antagonist of the game lord osmond Sadler, who is an old guy in a purple robe with a staff that's got tentacles on it for some reason and an sure. eye, and an
1: eyeball, or two. it makes yeah. no. I mean,
0: yeah. I wish I loved anything as much as Resident Evil loves oddly placed fucking eyeballs. They
1: fucking love they it. They love Someone it. Someone somewhere had a fucking uh, twin absorbed in the womb. Absolutely. In- I mean, forever.
0: The, the most iconic image I think of Resident Evil 2 is William Birkin's shoulder eyeball. <laughs> shoulder. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Yep. So they, they do be loving their weird eyeballs. And what the dominant strain allows Sadler to do is control everyone, you know, with the lesser strain. So he right. controls the Ganados. He controls, you know, he's the leader of this cult called Los Illuminados who are for all intents and purposes a terrorism group bent mm. on
1: world destruct- world uh domination well they're trying to take down the United States, right? By uh, by using Ashley as like a sleeper. Yeah, they're, they're, so their yeah.
0: whole plan on in kidnapping her, and we'll get into how she was kidnapped because I think that's mm-hmm. one of the most interesting parts. Their plan basically is to infect her with the uh, submissive strain of the plogus send her back to Washington, have her infect the president, and take over the world. You know, via parasite. Yeah. Which I guess is not like the dumbest plan in the world.
1: No, it's not. It's it's very it's very
0: cartoon villain kind of. Yeah,
1: But it's a video game plan, of course.
0: Y- yes. Uh so you run into him for the first time, I believe in the
1: church. In the church, yeah. But
0: at some point when you first meet uh who will be a recurring character, Luis Sarah. Uh, uh I love me some Luis. He's a tit man yes yes he of course he is you know <laughs> Ash has got those ballistics ballistics yep that's why you know he's a tit man you get uh knocked unconscious mm-hmm. and while you're unconscious they inject you with the submissive strain of the plagues. it take it takes a while to take hold
1: oh yes yeah it has to and you dream about it taking hold uh, somehow you can view the inside of your spinal cord and all uh, spinal column rather um, what i liked about the shot uh, when you get the las plagas is like you see it and like the first shot it just looks like a purple liquid but then in the next shot you see there's something like the size of a pea in there and it's white and you're like oh that's that would hurt going in yeah that's what, that's not gonna that's not gonna feel good in your that's best. what she said <laughs> Titman ballistics <laughs>
0: oh god so yes that's not, early on in the game you meet louis sarah oh my god i've i've butchered this village thing but hey we're going with it uh you meet okay. louis sarah who uh clearly has a past and something to hide but you will find out more about that later and you, you also meet uh what i think is the best character in the game the merchant
1: what are you buying stranger you're back already what do you got what are you selling (laughs) now you said the stranger and this was a question i had so it's just one guy okay so it's (laughs) i think it's one guy
0: but how does you can kill him
1: I didn't know that. I never would try. He's so delightful. Why would you try to kill yeah, him? Yeah,
0: and if you do kill him, he'll never. He he will show up in his other spots, but he will never. He will never show up in that spot, the spot where you killed him again. So it's different guys. I mean, that proves it's different. Maybe, guys. but I mean, he remembers you. He's <laughs> his he cell phone. He's calling the other guy. They. Have, I don't know if they have a. They have I good, mean, I guess they have they, good they, customer service. They have AT and T, I suppose, and. Yeah, they have good coverage. They're
1: good. They got fucking, what is this, 2G, 1G at that point? (laughs) Well, no, I'm not even sure. I think that they, they would have to have blackberries because the, the iPhone didn't hit till 2007. Yeah,
0: and so you have this merchant, and he'll be at random points in the game, and you use him to buy weapons, sell weapons, sell treasures you find. You mm-hmm. uh, he will also upgrade your weapons, which is um you know when we get into the the gameplay mechanics, we'll get into it. But he's an amazing character. He also has little challenges for he you. Does
1: ha- he does Shoot. have he does have fifteen medals. Audience,
0: he has a little challenge in the remake. He'll end up having oh, tons great. of challenges. Oh, he, oh, that's right. He only had the one in the
1: beginning, yeah. Where you and it was, it was, and he was went easy on us, yeah. It's it, just like the, the thing is out of 15, he's like, and eh, just do 10. I, you I get, the, you get the you get the punisher, yes, yes. That first gun, which doesn't, um, we'll talk about it in gameplay, yeah. but I didn't really feel a difference, yeah. It's not great,
0: but no. so yeah, so those are all basically all the characters you meet in the village. Ada will become a bigger part of the game later on. Luis, you will get more info on his backstory. Um, But the the village section basically ends, you have a massive skill check. It's a huge part of the game. It is a huge skill check. If you have been coasting through the game so far, you will cease to be coasting at this part of the game. Why are you
1: looking right at me, this? You don't know anything. You don't fucking know anything. I was not coasting. I was exploring.
0: (laughs) But had you been coasting, this will test you. Uh, And then after this section, you end up at the castle. Yes. And the tone of the game shifts pretty dramatically. It's very impressive, the tonal shift this game goes through. When
1: you said this the four game the four version things i thought you were going to tell me that they just combined three games because that's what it feels like yes it feels so different each section
0: and i think that's what keeps this game you know this was a relatively long game for its time Mm. yeah you know this was this was first playthrough this was like a 30 40 hour game
1: yeah i think well i sometimes would watch some videos so i think i went through it
0: but if you're exploring everything like this is uh (laughs) it is it is a long game and they keep it fresh by giving you dramatic changes of setting and the setting changes the enemies which is kind of incredible how they do this yes
1: it's very yeah
0: so you enter the castle and the castle starts with this huge set piece of you having to use a cannon to blow open the door of the castle it is fucking awesome. It's fucking awesome. It is so cool. And then you get into the castle, and of course the merchant's already in the castle.
1: <laughs> Over here, stranger. I'm <laughs> merchant. I'm yeah, sticking um, with this yes, more than yeah. one guy.
0: <laughs> He's just chilling in the castle. Nobody seems to care that this dude's around. It's kind of no, like people... the, the Duke in Village where it's like, how has no one killed you? <laughs> right. because Well,
1: I mean, he has got a lot of weapons That's on him. That's so true. They're
0: probably like, yeah. oh, That guy
1: guy can upgrade any gun. Yeah, he he, he
0: is flashing off his rocket launchers quite a bit.
1: Yeah. He does that little move the first time. Well, a couple of different... Like, sometimes he's got his own shop, which I like, because it feels like that version of him or his friend or them, you know, has a little more, like, business sense. Yeah. But I like the first time you meet him, and a couple times he just... He gives you the old, I uh, want to buy a watch with his jacket. He just opens it up. Yeah. Oh, it's so
0: good. It's so yeah, good. The first time you're like, oh my God, is this dude about to show me his dong? Like what?
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> but then he's got like indistinguishable shapes in there. Like you don't really even see guns. It just looks like yeah. there are gun parts, honestly. And
0: there's things that like are clearly like grenades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get into the castle and you meet uh, one of the most colorful you know antagonist <laughs> of the game <laughs> and who the person who will be the primary antagonist for the second act of the game ramon salazar Beautiful. who's the castellan of this spanish castle
1: i've been expecting you my brethren No, thanks, bro.
0: His family has like, oh, like owned this castle for generations or whatever. Yeah. And like way back in the day, this is something they explained better in the remake. They basically were like in charge of making sure the plogas never got out. Right, and then when he was the final one, he's like a little bitch. He's like short and sickly, and like he's like twenty years old, but he looks like he's fucking eight hundred years old. He looks like the, I didn't know
1: he was. I didn't know he was supposed to be that. Yeah, young. he's
0: supposed to be like twenty. But Sadler was like, "Oh, hey, well, I mean, like, why do you got to do what your family said? And like, fuck yeah, yeah, your yeah. family. Just let that shit yeah, out. Yeah, be your
1: fuck? own man." What bad could come of you releasing a fucking virus? Yeah.
0: And he is flanked by two horrifying creatures (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that are just kind of like, uh, you know, hanging, hanging out. Right. And throughout the castle, you will run into new Ganados that are like priests and they have goat heads on and they, mm-hmm. they do. They, and you will run into more dogs and then you run into Gerardors, which are these enemies that have long claws, but their eyes have been sewn shut. So they can't sure. see anything, but they can hear you, and you kill them by shooting bells and confusing them. Um, it's
1: like the um, the 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 go the little slimy. Aren't with those guys blind in the first one? Those little guys who would chop your head off in one shot. No, hunter, hunters are not blind.
0: They're not blind. They're okay. not blind. Why did I think they were? No, I don't know. Mm. Liquors in the second one. Lickers are blind. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That okay. is a good comparison. Kind of like liquors, mm. more violent than. <laughs>
1: Than oh, liquors, yeah, much more
0: yeah but these they are definitely the liquors of this game and then uh you know midway through the castle there is another like pretty massive skill check moment and throughout the <laughs> castle you find out that Luis uh, was a researcher working on the Plagas and that he he gives you and Ashley, because Ashley has already been injected by the Plagas at this point, gives mm-hmm. you medicine that will help slow the progress uh, before course. he is ultimately murdered by Sadler,
1: which is some bull. It,
0: it is shit. some bullshit. He was too horny for his own good and gets was. murked by Sadler. You will Uh, also uh, have a little bit more of a run in with Ada. You know, learn Ada's why are you here? I thought you were dead. You fell off the bridge. Yeah. Uh, To which she replies, shut up and don't ask so many fucking questions. (laughs) Pretty much. Get tired of saving your ass. And then the castle area kind of ends with you fighting Ramon Salazar. Ramon, which is a cool boss fight. Yes, it is. And then from there, you realize, you know, my princess is in another castle. God damn it! I had the (laughs) same fucking thought that they were. Yeah, pretty much saying that. And of course, that other castle, because of I mean, this is also the time in the game where you play as Ashley for a hot minute. You know, which is a hallmark of Resident Evil since Resident Evil Two is playing, yep. playing as the secondary character for a minute. But she gets re-kidnapped because, of course, she does. Course. She's fucking of useless. Of course, she does. And then she gets taken to an island. An island compound that you will later find out is also a slash lab. It sure is. And you hitch a ride with Ada, because, of course, you do. <laughs> and yeah. you enter the final act of the game, the island fortress, which is yes. the shortest part of the game yeah, I was surprised I so sure it was. But it is probably also the most dense. It is yes. almost non-stop. Go, 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 go. Yeah, you're fighting everything. Yeah. so you get to the island. Ada abandons you. you sneak into a fortress, you know, I, I, you can sneak or you can I mean, really what it is is you're murdering everyone inside. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the ganados are like in the castle, a little different. They have guns now and they have tasers and they come out (laughs) and they come out of ovens randomly uh, and scare the shit out of you. And Mm -hmm. then you run into. And again, this is what this game does so well is it keeps it. it, it, You would think, okay, I'm 20 plus hours into this game. There's no way outside of bosses that there are new enemies. Oh, no. And that's where you'd be wrong when you run into the first regenerator, which might be the most horrifying fucking monster in Resident Evil history. Holy shit. These things sound horrifying. (laughs) They are. Fucking terrifying to look at. Uh-huh. And once you think you finally got a handle on you, you, killing them, which is incredibly difficult because you need a basically a thermal scope. To shoot Mm -hmm. the parasites inside of them. Inside, yeah, yeah. Through their body. Once you think you got a handle on that shit, the game throws you a curveball and introduces a new sub-variant called the Iron Maiden, which can grab you from across the room, which is similar to a Bandersnatch from Code Veronica, and pull Mm -hmm. you into them and then shoot spikes out everywhere and instantly kill you.
1: One shot you just the right when you fucking thought for a second. This is the Dunning Kruger game of like, as soon as you start to hit, get out of the Valley of Despair you fucking, uh, you, it shoves you right back Absolutely. down. Absolutely. And you don't feel like you've, you skill, any skill at all. And then we get to
0: uh, a part where I think this is one of the oddest. It feels very odd in this game, but in the remake, they managed to kind of perfect this and explain it better, and it feels much better, but you run into an enemy who is a ghost from Leon's past, Major Jack Krauser. Now, this game is famous for quick time events and people bitching about yeah. them. You, I like Your it. first fight, me too, your first fight with him is entirely, is, is a three minute long quick time event of you knife fighting with him, and it is so fucking
1: cool yes, yes.
0: it is It is so cool you not fighting with yeah. him and then you end up we'll end up fighting him you find out later that he's working with Ada of course. and of course Ada is working for Albert Wesker always he's always he's always behind him. it yeah and you end up fight having a boss fight with Krauser where you learn that he accepted the dominant Plaga from Sadler and that's a sick fight. It is such a good yeah. fight. It's a good. Fight. It is an amazing fight And then eventually well, basically your goal at this point, right is you retake Ashley you find her and the goal is to get the Plogus out of both of your bodies Which you yeah. finally do throughout and there's another boss fight on the island, too. There's you three Oh, which yeah, is yeah. which is the only boss they cut from the remake, um, huh. which I guess story wise is fine. It's whatever, but it sure. is kind of a cool boss. Mm. And then you at the end you fight the big cheese himself, Sadler. Osmond Sadler, getting a cool line from uh, Leon: "You're small time, Sadler."
1: Sadler, you're small time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is uh, brilliant. And, of course, it ends how every good Resident Evil game ends, with a rocket launcher being thrown from somewhere else. And you take oh, him of out. Course. And then you cruise on a jet ski to freedom. hmm Happy music plays. You, you and Ashley no longer ridden with parasites, no longer have heartworms. And yeah,
1: you found that device. You found a machine, that, a machine,
0: a machine yeah. that like laser beams the plogus out of you
1: which doesn't seem like it was that high tech or unbelievable that someone would use this technology for. That.
0: Also, if I was Sadler, I would simply not let them make a machine to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Say, no, stop, stop that.
0: Yeah. Which, it, which in the remake, they better explain it.
1: <laughs> I would do that. Okay. Yeah.
0: I also love how you escape, <laughs> you escape this Island on a jet ski. Yeah. And Ada throws you the key. How did Ada have the key to this jet ski?
1: It's a fair question. Like, it, maybe it's a master key to all jet skis. I mean, it's Ada Wong she might it's have the to jet ask. ski key, jet ski key, the jet j- s- j- ski key, j- ski key. Skiki.
0: Yeah, that's the end that's- of the story of Resident Evil Four and its development history. And that's also the end of our first episode. Next week, we're going to be talking about the gameplay. We're going to be yes. talking about all the fucking ports of this game and we're uh-huh. going to be talking about the remake
1: mm-hmm. and
0: this game's legacy, which is pretty substantial in my opinion.
1: Thanks for listening to this half.
0: And we will see you next week. Follow us on our socials. You can find us on Instagram at discrete Pod, or you can find me at funeral Casual Games i'm at ian golden Games. you can also find us on whatnot at funeral casual where we sling games make shitty tier lists piss
1: people off and just shoot the shit so uh don't forget to uh, like uh, subscribe follow vote in the polls do all the stuff bada boom bada bing